Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about careers in both security and privacy today. I'm talking with a man who holds both roles, Malcolm Harkins, who's the Chief Security and Privacy Officer with Intel. Malcolm, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you. Malcolm, you've got a unique path. You are in security and privacy. How would you typify your path? How did you get to where you are today? You know, my path was pretty circuitous, and it wasn't planned out to be a destination for security and privacy. But looking back on it, I, I think it gave me a foundation to end up where I ended up. Uh, I've got an economics undergrad and an MBA in finance and accounting, and even prior to graduate school, I had worked in risk, but it was in credit risk, in, in dealing with credit card risk and fraud and, and bad debt and those type of things. And the first 10 years of my career at Intel were around what I'd say broader finance and, and business items that all had an element of risk and, and business control and, and accounting from that side of it. Getting further into, you know, 2002, 2003 after Code Red, NIMDA 9-11, I came into security to deal with the availability risk issues for a couple of years, both physically and logically for infrastructure, and then moved into running our system Sarbanes-Oxley effort, again, dealing with financial integrity risk, and then back to security. And then that created a, a, an evolving path for me that uh, I was essentially on a quest to kind of figure out anything and everything, what I'd say is in the information and technology risk spectrum, and how those dials turned and how to best manage them. Well, as you say, it's a circuitous route, but all of the skills sort of tie together, and it makes some sense when you look back on it. Malcolm, what would you say were your essential skills and experience that prepared you for the position that you hold today? I would say one of the, the key essential skills is that kind of macro thinking, the the understanding of there's, in some cases, risk is temporal, and with with the economics background and stuff, that gave you a, a level of macro thinking and a level of understanding how one item can have ripple effects through many items, both at a, that microeconomics level and a macroeconomics level. I think the same thing is, is true of risk. There are temporal distortions over time, and there are sometimes low probability items that have significant consequence and impact, you know, those kind of black swans. And so, you know, being able to understand that and think both at that uh, very detailed level, but then step out and try and see the forest through the trees and, and understand other things that might be evolving and interconnected, I'd say was a critical skill. It strikes me that in a lot of ways we're a little bit too specialized in our careers today to really be able to do what you did to replicate that. Would you agree? I do think it's it's difficult, but not impossible. And I do think if people, as they go about their careers, try and get not only breadth but depth, in my various roles at Intel and, and even prior to coming to Intel, I did a lot of job transitions every couple years into adjacent roles to kind of grow and learn other disciplines and to gain different business perspectives. I think that certainly helped me, uh, 
um, not only get networked well enough to be able to affect risk within the organization, but also to understand the organization's business objectives so that I can put into context the risk issues that we might see. Malcolm, if you were to to set out today to become a security and a privacy officer, how do you think the demands might differ from when you did start your career? I think the demands in many ways differ because the immediacy of the impact for information and technology risk issues is different than it was 10 or 15 years ago, where it was more, again, of those nuisance-type items And you did have to worry about intellectual property and those type of uh, things. But as the world has become more networked and as technology has become an underpinning of society's uh, connection, communication, and and how an organization works, the the consequences are, are completely different. And I think the consequences are continuing to change as technology becomes more personal and it becomes more connected And as every company essentially starts becoming a technology company, as they're using technology for new services, new products, embedding it in brick-and-mortar products, and for customer outreach. So I think every company is, in essence, also becoming a technology company, which, again, changes the nature of a risk that you might have to really kind of deal with differently today than you would have a few years ago. Malcolm, when you hire security or privacy professionals today, what are some of the qualities you seek in these individuals? First and foremost, character. I want to know that the individual has the character to understand the risk issues, appropriately characterize them, and manage through what can sometimes be tough situations. You want to be able to trust and rely on on the professionals. They have to have, in essence, a stronger level of ethics and integrity uh, for us to rely on them uh, to do the work within the company because in many ways they're also exposed to to sensitive information that they need to carefully manage and carefully, carefully characterize. So how do you assess that level of character? It's not something that really jumps off of a resume and it doesn't come in a certification. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you get it through understanding if they've been in the environment, you know, doing the right due diligence on them with their prior managers, looking at their prior roles. You know, I think even when they're outside the organization, you can do a level of validation um, and understanding those traits. I think you can also get it through the right type of interviewing, asking people situational questions. How would they deal with a tough situation with a senior manager who may tell them that they're willing to accept a risk on uh, an item that the individual might not find acceptable and pushing beyond them to explain perhaps that they might want to accept the risk, but they're not perhaps the right person to accept it. You know, so I think you can assess that through giving some situational questions and seeing how the person responds to those and make sure the calibration of their response and their philosophical approach to handling issues is consistent with what you would want and expect in your organization. As we've talked about a number of times, the security and privacy professions are, are coming together in lots of ways. 
What do you find to be common traits to both professions versus what's unique to each? Well, I think if you if you started back several years ago, and again, this is how I think some of the nature of the risks have changed, security would have, I think, been considered much more of a business risk issue. Um, you know, the confidentiality, availability, uh, availability or integrity type items. And in some cases, there was legal consequence or legal requirements that needed to be met in, in certain categories of that information risk. I think that is growingly having a bigger legal context to it. Um, privacy, I think, has always had a legal construct to it and has grown more out of that legal practice. But I do think those, you know, those differences are starting to blend and you're starting to need uh, legal acumen and legal understanding on both sides of it. But it still boils down, you know, to me in terms of the level of uh, understanding of risk, understanding of policy, understanding of both technical controls and manual controls and, and training and awareness, and, and how do you adjust behavior and set expectations for your employees. So there's a level of consistency there when you get into, again, business process control, technical controls, and uh, shaping the path for decision-making. And, and in both cases, I look at my, my role and, and the role of, of uh, both my direct and extended organization in some ways as being a choice architect. We've got to architect choices for the business so that they can understand them, and then we can come to a reasonable approach to managing and mitigating uh, the risk because you won't be able to eliminate it. Um, but you can manage it and, and mitigate it better and better, hopefully, over time. What do you find is easier? Is it easier for a security professional to move into privacy or vice versa? Uh, good question. I, I think it's up to it's, it's individual from what I've seen. I think we all bring biases to how we approach problems based upon the educational upbringing we've had, the organizations we've been in and the jobs and roles we've had. I think that the individuals that I've seen that have done well have had that desire to continue to learn, that desire to kind of question their previous biases and be open to um, exploring and learning new things. So that, that ability to learn and that ability to, um, again, switch off prior biases or have them be reinterpreted with a different lens, I'd say is probably the best approach I've seen, and I've seen it on both security and privacy uh, individuals. So final question for you, Malcolm. If you were to advise someone that is either starting or restarting their career in security or in privacy, what fundamental advice would you offer them to get started? I would look at what role they're in today and have them start to determine where there are security and privacy risk issues with what they already have a base of knowledge in and use that as an anchor point then to grow in the learning. And I think almost every role can have that. And so I think if, if I look back to my time when I was in finance, there were security and potentially privacy-related items in that given the financial analysis and other things that I was working on. And looking up from that, I could then determine um, and grow my skill set. If I started from a technology skill set, I would go get 
my certifications um, in security, and there's a variety of them. I'd go get certifications in privacy from the uh, IAPP, and then I would look to take roles where I could demonstrate my skills and continue to develop my acumen further, and then I would rotate around a variety of different roles from doing risk analysis to doing engineering and architecture to doing security and privacy operations and policy development, and I'd get well-rounded across all of the different types of roles to do that. And I would do it not only in what I'd say is the internal operations of the company, but as uh, every company is starting to use technology in their product and service offerings, I'd go into the product side of your organization and start doing security and privacy on that side of it as well so that you are taking not only you know, the operational side that's the traditional IT organization, but also also the product development and service development side. Well, Malcolm, that's really useful. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. The topic has been careers in security and privacy. I've been talking with Malcolm Harkins, Chief Security and Privacy Officer with Intel. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.